0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Stories from the Crisper Drawer. This is our E3 wrap up. It's episode twelve wrap up of 2018 E3. We're gonna call this one the E3 Lettuce Wrap Up. First, we're gonna talk about the uh, multiple shows. I only wa- I watched uh, EA, Microsoft, Bethesda, Ubisoft, Sony, and Nintendo show. We'll get into a short little stint on each single one of them. Um, you already had a preview if you watch if you listened to episode eleven. Talked about Command and Conquer. And the annoyance that that is, so we now have more information on that that I've watched, instead of just the hint of it, I've now seen it. Alright, so, first thing, EA, definitely the weakest of the show, definitely the weakest of all of them, and we kind of knew that coming in, it's not really a surprise, they've never really been the big leaders in this. Sport, the sports let it off, which is how it's been for a while. Is they always show off the sports. They showed off some of Anthem. Later on, they showed off a lot of Battlefield Five, But more talk, well, they showed off Battlefield Five not as much as we should have. They apologized for all of the Battlefront 2 issues and said they're going to ch- try to make it better. It's like, well, you pulled this shit on us, so we knew you were going to do this. And we're Matt Hume. We got a hint of a new star... <coughs> A new Star Wars game involving a Jedi. Uh, they really desecrated the Command and Conquer corpse. They unburied it, ripped it out, threw it on the ground, smashed it up, and pulled a mobile game out of it. Which I've talked about more. It, it looks even no disrespect to the two streamers who they hired to go on and, and play the game. Like this guy's got a paycheck. Fair to them. <coughs> and from what I've heard, those two. From what I saw, at least from in control. Um, his Twitter page was talking about how th- his impression of the team is that they really care about their product. I hope there's more than just this Command & Cocker game that they're bringing back more, but if it's going to be just a mobile cash-in, it's disappointing to me. Uh, we saw some nice indie titles, Unravel 2 and Seas of Solitude. Yeah, put some more indies out there, or at least give your money to indie studios to allow them to go crazy, because it seems like those guys are making better stuff. We have Madden already. We have, uh... Well, you're making a new Madden, you're making a new FIFA. Madden's coming out on PC, which is kind of nice. Uh, if you're a PC guy who's won, it's been a long time since that. And we also have, you know, their NBA game. Whatever. It's just NBA. You guys have to tell us that you're not going to do shit. And now we've heard that there might be a Battle Royale ga- game mode in uh, Battlefield 5 post-release. It's not going to be with release. going to be posted. So... That's the EA thing. It's kind of like they tried to make amends on the Battlefield slash uh, Battlefront. Like, Battlefield looks good. Battlefront, you're releasing some new stuff, which is okay, but you shouldn't have done what you did when you've made that game, and you guys could have done way better than what you've done. Let's keep going. Um, Microsoft, which I think might have been the best show, which is amazing. They had 50 games, (coughs) indies, studios that they bought on games that have never appeared on xbox or if they have if you've had we'll get into this so first of all we have a life is strange side game so it happens in the life is strange universe which is a game series i haven't played but apparently it's pretty good we know like it's an interesting uh, sort of novel like video game uh so then they've got captain spirit which is a sort of in the same universe looks actually really nice kingdom hearts 3 is coming to the xbox one cool it's greater when people enjoy something on more platforms and they're not restricted. And if they decide to invest in one, they're not screwed up. Although in our generation, it's less likely that you're going to only just buy one. Just going to say that. But it's always good. More people to experience the game is always a beneficial thing for a game. Um, we've got the follow-up to Ori and the Blind Force. We've got a new Ori game. haven't played the first one. Makes me want to play the first one. This one looks really nice. Uh, Forza Horizon 2. Oh, attractive, intriguing-looking gameplay. Um, and I'm not an online guy, so it's kind of like, I, it's good. Does it make me want to buy an Xbox? Not really, but still cool nonetheless. I mean, the, it just it looks fantastic. <clears throat> and if you get on a server with just your friends or, you know, the universe isn't too crazy, but you're able to experience it in a tight-knit group of friends, uh, hell, it's probably going to be an amazing game for that. Uh, Crackdown 3... Release date, Uh, I haven't played the original Crackdown or Crackdown 2, so I have nothing to measure it up against besides some Saints Row and Grand Theft Auto. Looks cool, but again, from the commentators, this game's been supposed to be coming for years and this was supposed to be a launch title, so, you know, get it up there in the years, eh boys? Uh, The new Metro, Metro Exodus, quite intriguing again. Then again, I like the Metro series. Uh, It's just something about that style of post-apocalyptic game is interesting. And another thing is, from a different world's perspective, I mean, from different countries and continents' perspective, we're so used to seeing it from North America and the Fallout games and various other things. Like, it's cool that we're Metro is based in Russia, and it's quite a cool thing. A new skateboarding game called Sessions. It's always good. We need, like, you know, better skateboarding games, and Skate 4 wasn't obviously coming, so these guys must have decided to chip on it. Dying Lights 2 looks great. Again, another interesting game. I have not played the original Dying Lights, but I've seen tons of footage of it, and it, it, it's intriguing nonetheless. It's worth, again, this is going to make me want to play it, and add the second one in, Just Cause 4. I played Just Cause 2, liked it. Just Cause 4 looks pretty crazy. It actually looks more like Command & Conquer than Command & Conquer did, because the bad guys look like uh, the Brotherhood of Nod, just their color scheme. Hopefully somebody mods that into Just Cause 4. That would be really funny. Like, their vehicles, their attitude, their weapons, it just it just seems like the brotherhood of Nod. And they've got some amazing effects, including tornadoes and weather effects that actually influence the game. Uh, Battle Toads. Nobody saw that. That's out of left field. Um, Gears of War's got three games. So we got Gears Pop, which is a Funko-style, looks like a mobile game. Gears Tactics, which is for PC, which is similar to the XCOM... It's- um, and Arma Tactics, which looks cool. I mean, again, more ways to experience Gears, and it's an earlier story. Gears 5, I haven't played Gears 4. I never haven't played Gears 3. I never beat Gears 1. I've beat Gears 2. So, you know, I have Gears 1 my ground. I don't have Gears 3. I should, I'd love to experience that. Uh, and then they ended up with uh, a surprise ending with Cyberpunk 2077 from CD Projekt Red, which just looks great. I mean, it's coming out on all platforms, but CD Projekt Red, Decided to do it with Microsoft. Hey, what can I say? They both have the Xbox and the and the PC, so whatever. Looks cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I mean, they Microsoft was showing they were buying a ton of studios and allowing them to basically go crazy and build what they want. Oh, yeah, we also had the uh, new Halo Infinite. Who knows what this will be? Will this be... There's a ton of speculation if it's going to be like the original Halo, which is a big open-world game, or is it going to be Storyline? We do know it's they're going away from the numbers... To this, so we'll have to see what this becomes. Um, game Pass, they talked about, and how there's going to be a fast start, how they're figuring out how to make sure the games that get installed are based on progression or allow you to get into the game faster, which is cool. Uh, that's always nice uh, to see. Uh, obviously, Xbox is working on either their future or their... They're working on their future. They they had a lot of stuff that's coming out in February. 2019 they had a few things are coming out this year so october and december october seems to be the release month there's a few there's a tiny bit in november as well but there's a lot of good stuff coming it's just the way that it's coming is xbox said we're, we're preparing for the future and that's great. Now, is this future on the Xbox One, or is it on the next iteration, is the question. Did you buy all these studios, and it's gonna happen soon, but soon is like two years, three years down the road when the Xbox is ending its life. Because we know the PlayStation 4 is considered in its end, it's starting its end of life, which is another two, three years. I mean, the, X, the PlayStation hasn't been around for that, has been around for four years. I mean, most consoles barely, it's typically five to six years, and it looks like PlayStation's going to try to get 7 to 8 because of the Pro and the Slim are more powerful than the, than the launch version. Oh, yeah. We also have We Happy Few. Um, hey, this is coming out for everybody except for the Switch on August 10th. Cool. Uh, looks like they've come a bit of a way. Uh, then we had Bethesda's show, which started off with Rage. And I'm a really big fan of n wk so it was pretty crazy to see. <laughs> that was actually pretty fun. I don't know if a lot of gamers are Andrew WK fans, but it, it, it was cringy because of how relaxed the audience, how like non-engaged the audience was in that. Which I was pretty much like, this is cool, this is good music, I like this. Maybe it's because the industry insiders aren't, are, I or I don't know, I don't want to really criticize anybody about that, but just it seems slow for them. And for me, it's like, cool, good music in video games is always nice and appealing. Uh, Doom Eternal, or Doom, and a bit faster than we thought. Of course, they're not going to go with the number, because they already have Doom 2, and then we'd have Doom 2 and Doom 2, where they do Doom 2 squared or something like I don't know. They went with Doom Eternal, which um, looks pretty nice. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Fallout 76, which looks cool, but again, it's the online at launch thing. It's going to be this online world where all the human characters are played by other people. And I don't know if I'm into that. I'm more of a single player guy. So, Bethesda, this is going to be interesting. At least when they taught, when Todd Howard talked to Jeff uh, Keeley the the, uh, day after, it sounded way more like that they're open to having a private world for yourself in the future. They'll see where they go from it. And hey, I'm willing to let them give it a shot. Uh, Hey, more stuff coming out for Prey or has dropped for Prey. That's pretty cool. I own Prey. I haven't played it yet. That's disappointing. Uh, That I have. Experienced that game. It looks like it's cooler than it was, and now they drop some free stuff for it. Cool. I should download and, and play it. Just being slow on my end. Uh, they've got their new IP Starfield, which they only showed us the name, and a tiny little bit of space and a ship going, which either was like jumping through space or something, you know, like doing warp speed or whatever technical term they'll come up with. Like uh, in Dead Space, they use shock point drive. So we'll see what they what they call it. Uh, Fallout Shelter is on practically everything. We've saw Elder Scrolls 6 actually has a... It doesn't have a title. It just has Elder Scrolls 6. So we have that. We've got Elder Scrolls Blades, which is first coming out on mobile, and then will be on practically everything again, including VR, which looks which looks cool. Um, you can play Skyrim on Alexa. It was a joke that they made, and it's actually a real thing. And, oh, yeah, there's a new Wolfenstein. There's a few new projects they have on there. Um... For H2 looks really good, so it's worth gonna play. Next we have so the next day we had which was Monday. So uh, EA was Saturday. Um, Microsoft and Bethesda were Sunday. Monday, yesterday, June 11th, we had Ubisoft and Sony. Started out with uh, just with their Just Dance intro. Ubisoft found like that to me that is cringe, cringy, cringeworthy. I just like, Ugh. but I get it. It's it's a game that a lot of people, there's a few people I know who like it, so okay. But you ran it for so long. Don't start from outside the theater and bring it in. Just go up on stage and do it. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil. (coughs) More stuff from that. Jade appears, who's the main character from Beyond Good and Evil 1. Beyond Good and Evil 2, she's appearing in it. So I don't know how this prequel slash sequel is going to work out. There's something here. The Division 2. I showed it off during the Microsoft one as well, but it's like, uh, I don't know. I Like, during the Microsoft one, they had the fa- uh, the voiceover IP in-game uh, voice chat, which seemed a little too scripted, but whatever. They didn't have that in the um, the Ubisoft one, which was interesting. Uh, it just doesn't attract me to vision. If there's a single-player component, and by that I mean an offline single-player component where I could just experience it without seeing other players, that'd be great. but, And I understand why they want these. They want games as services, not just for the DLC money and stuff like that, but also if it's online, they have a much more controlled community and it makes, they can have the bigger urge to for you to buy DLC and packs and stuff like that. If you're playing offline and you can mod the game, it becomes less interesting for, you. it becomes less likely that you, the person who's playing a modded version of the game, is going to want to seek out and buy Ubisoft products for that game. Digital goods, like just slightly drops off. Uh, Mario and Rapids uh, Donkey Kong uh, expansions DLC. Cool, cool. Uh, Skull and Bones, which is a pirate online uh, game based around the Indian Ocean. I love the pirates. I love pirates. Apparently, I haven't played Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, which apparently the pirate ship thing was the best thing in that game. This looks great, and that's online. But I get it, I get it. They're competing with like World of Warships, stuff like that. And, it's 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 fine. It's probably less World of Warships because that's a smaller field. that's like dedicated battles. This is a big open world thing. But I guess the closest thing to that would be uh, you know Rebel Galaxy, and I like that. I finished the campaign for that, and I still like playing that. Just I like pirate ships. I this game just does not interest me. Just like how if I if I had a group, I'd play it, and the same with um, Sea of Thieves. If if I had four friends i or three friends i'd play C- thieves with them all the time just for fun who cares if we come across others as long as it's like you got a group together for it uh transcendence uh with Elijah Wood. like what the hell is that game what the fuck but i don't know that's a game that i'm gonna have to wait and see on and then we've got uh there uh ubisoft space-based uh and space-based fighting game um with fighters with custom models that you build and change out. And as you change parts out of the models, it changes stuff out sort of like, well, uh, what's uh, what are those uh, characters? Um, it was like Disney Infinity and sort of like the Amiibos and uh, Skylanders, sort of like that, uh, specifically that uh, Skylander group where you could change the arms out of the characters, and change the weapons. This is sort of like this except for spaceships. And for those playing on Nintendo, you can get the Star Fox spaceship because the Star Fox characters are going to appear in that game. Cool. I like how Ubisoft and Nintendo are building games together in a way, or at least allowing properties to connect. It's nice for Nintendo to do that. <coughs> Makes the game more interesting. Uh, for Honor has got an update. Uh, so <coughs> a fourth, uh, a fourth uh, sort, I guess, kingdom or civilization you're fighting with, which is the um, Asian slash Chinese. Looks pretty cool. I actually want to play that game, especially if that's going to have a single-player campaign, which it looks like it. they are going to have single-player content based on this update. Okay, I now want to play For Honor. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, based in <coughs> based on Age Increase. I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game <coughs> since um, Revelations, and I own three, and I haven't played three yet. This is a game I want to get, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like I love Age Increase. This just looks crazy and makes me want to get in there. Overall, uh, Ubisoft was better th- than EA, and they. Did. I think they tied, the long, more I look at it, it looks like they tied, if not ex- slightly, exceeded Bethesda. The stuff I liked about Bethesda, I liked a lot, and these guys had a lot of stuff, but again, it was like, the online things are the main reason I don't like this. I'm a single-player game guy, All right. just, just me, which is why the Switch is still a viable system for me. Single-player story games are amazing, that's what I like doing. Uh, Then we got Sony, which started off, it was a weird show. So it started off first with The Last of Us in a tent modeled after the church that appears in the game with the cutscene, and then they go to actual, or at least pseudo-actual gameplay. I mean, it looked like gameplay. It probably was gameplay, but it's specifically a build just to display it. Hopefully this isn't a vertical slice where it looks way better here at E3 than it does when the game comes out. Uh, I mean, they did sort of the same thing with God of War 4 for the ps4 but the actual sequence that appears in god of war looks nicer in the finished game than it did at e3 at least in my opinion and it was better paced out uh so then we've got but it was but then they stopped and they had this 10 minute delay or like 5 to 10 maybe it was 15 minutes where they switched uh, where they changed around their uh, studio and their display center to move to another um to show off for the next, the rest of their games, so they went to a nicer, larger tent with a giant curved screen, which they only, which they used, but most of the gameplay stuff was only in a four by three aspect ratio, which is kind of like okay, uh, slightly strange, but I'll let that go. Um, they showed off <coughs> this uh, Chinese action adventure game uh, called Ghost. It just felt like Horizon Zero Dawn to me, the first look. Then we found out it's made by the studio of Sucker Punch. Which uh, has made which made the infamous series. So it looks it looks pretty good. I me and Jeff both thought when we were watching it, like the grass and the and the aesthetic just felt like a Horizon Zero Dawn. Like the guys from Guerrilla were making this. I hope they're working on something. I really hope they do. That they haven't told us, but they are working on something, because Horizon Zero Dawn was a great game. Uh, we saw the Resident Evil Two remake ha- trailer there, and we have a release date. Very nice, very nice. Uh, that's coming. Uh, January 29th, I think, or is it early February? Whatever, it's the first. It's by fe- by the end of February twenty nineteen. Cool. Does something in the Resident Evil three remake is in the works? But whatever. I mean, Resident Evil uh two, it's twenty years old now, and it's worth having a remake of it. And we knew the remake was coming. For, being, for me, being a Resident Evil fan, they knew the remake was coming since 2015. They asked, and it, then it was radio silence in like 2016 when they said, like, we've got the team to go. And it's just been radio silence. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3, more stuff. So in the uh, Xbox conference, a lot of the Kingdom Hearts stuff they showed up were specifically related to either the newer animations, so such as uh, well, they were doing more, more with the Pixar side as well as some of the... Um, they had Frozen, which was where most of it was based in, but they also had some Pixar stuff. This one, we saw more. It started with Pirates of the Caribbean. We saw Wreck-It Ralph. We saw a bunch of other uh, nice stuff. So they were showing more of the Disney live-action properties that exist pre uh, a lot of the changeover since they've started doing uh, more of everything. Hey, cool, cool. And you can get all the Kingdom Hearts games in one single pack, Kingdom Hearts one 1.5, 2, 2.5. I don't know if two point eight or whatever that one is, like the um, the crazy uh, you know three three fifty two by uh, three fifty eight by two or whatever it is, um, is part of that pack. But it looks like you can have pretty much all the Kingdom Hearts games with Kingdom Hearts three in this big package that Sony's got coming out uh, at the same time. I mean, you can already buy almost all of them right now. It's just this pack will probably give you a good deal. Death Stranding. You still know very little about it. Besides when they've added more characters. Okay? They've added more characters. Nice. Kojima, I still know absolutely nothing about this game. It, uh, looked like we had maybe not gameplay, but at least movement in the engine that seemed to be what could be gameplay. And that looked really interesting. Like, that game is crazy. Whenever they release it, great the funny thing is it was supposed to be released this year because it's supposed to happen the year before the I, you know way to connect my weeks together uh, kojima said that death stranding would be released prior to the year the year before uh, the year that akira set it, and akira set it in 2019 also a weird thing akira set in 2019 and they're building the olympic stadium in tokyo for the 2020 olympics in real life they're actually building the stadiums for the 2020 olympics in tokyo crazy how they guessed that Good, crazy on you, Japan, that in a 1988 animated uh, film, you predicted yourself having the Olympics and it's actually paid off. Although, good thing is the actual prediction of your of Tokyo being destroyed and Neo-Tokyo being created didn't happen. Fun things uh, going off like that. And then we also have, uh, for the other P- PS4, Spider-Man. That's exciting. The uh, last Spider-Man games I played were on the GameCube. And the last one that I played was, uh, jeez, so I played Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 from the original Tobey Maguire-based movies. And then there was the comic, more comical-based one where you could play as either Spider-Man or, uh, it was based more on the Ultimate Spider-Man universe. So you could play either Spider-Man or or, uh, but I mean, or Venom, Eddie Brock's Venom. And it was a split story. It was overly cartoony, although it was still a fun game. I do like how in Spider-Man 2 and 3 you could actually go down to the ground level and (laughs) how people would be like, specifically in Spider-Man 2, I saw a car driving by way too fast! And then you actually go and it's driving at the same speed as all the other cars. You just have to jump on top of it and hit it and dodge a gunfire from the inside when you had spider Sense going. Oh, the old days. Although I like that game, I don't have an urge to ever play it again. (laughs) And then we go to Nintendo, which was this morning, June 12th. Um, to say, you can show up. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 DLC. Cool. Fire Emblem game. Great. Uh, Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Yellow remade as a Switch game and connected to Pokemon Go with either Pikachu or Eevee as your sidekick based on whichever one you buy. Uh, looks, looks quite fun. Looks quite amazing. Daemon X Machina, a mech, uh, you're like mech fighting other mechs blowing up stuff. That looks crazy. um, Okay, and then um, they topped it all off with uh, Smash Bros, saying that every fighter from the old games, uh, old games are all in. So that includes Snake, who appeared in Brawl. That includes Ice Climbers. That includes Pichu, Like just everybody from every game is back. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And how they've got the um, the uh, epsilon symbol for characters. So there are separate characters that have. This- Similar move sets to the ones that are palette swap characters, but they have similar movesets, but they handle slightly differently. So we have Daisy now for Peach. Instead of just having a actual color swap, she's now a f- her full character. Um, how Lucina it, it has the same moveset for Marth, but she is acts differently. So it's the Epsilon characters. And then Dark Pit and Dark Pit. And then we also got a hint of two new characters. So they've got the... Um, They've got the Inklings, which I don't think were in the Wii v- slash Wii U version. So they're now, the Inklings are coming to, this, to the Switch one. And then they also showed off, they brought another character from Metroid, Ridley. Freaking space pirate dragon, Ridley. Cool. That's coming out December 7th. Um, they also have just moved up with faster gameplay, so the Smashes are now faster. Uh, specifically involving characters like Fox and Falco, who had, um, who had their land... Uh, The Landmaster Tanks, now they don't. They're just fighter formations. Because the Landmaster Tank sits on and does stuff, and it's slow. So they want to speed up the gameplay by making the smashes much faster and much quicker. And get it on and off and off very quickly. And then we also have, um, they've tweaked the gameplay. So when it's one-on-one, your attacks do more damage than they would on 3-plus player. And they also bring in back the 8-player mode. Looks pretty... Nintendo did pretty good. They lined up some good stuff. And the crazy thing is Dama and X Machina. I was like, that's great. Way out of left field. I had no idea that was going to happen. And then uh, I only quickly lo- looked at the, um, like, Devolver Digital had their own E3 conference, which is pretty crazy. Uh, they showed off some of their stuff. Uh, but pretty much it was just a, they showed off a remaster of an old game, um, Jeez, what was it? Uh it's a From Software uh it's a From Software game that's uh did... Oh yeah, so From Software's Metal Wolf Chaos is now being remastered as Metal Wolf Chaos X D for um by Devolver Digital. This is this was a game that had very little like it didn't get a big release uh, in. It didn't get much of a release in North America. It's one of the most. Uh, it has a game with extremely fast growing value. Apparently in 2012, it was $150 to $170 on eBay to get a copy of this game. And it's a f- hilarious political slash mech fighting game. So this is. This is actually really funny. And it's just like. I, I, I want to play it I saw a 12 virtual's video of it and it's like yeah cool cool it, it's it's quite cool um, that's e3 so yeah definitely EA was the weakest uh, I think Microsoft won the conference um Sony was just weird the last two years Sony was great and this seemed okay they weren't showing what was really much going forward Forward. and i mean they did have some of their psvr and it was shorter than it felt it should have been and it just it, like there were some definitely some good stuff in the sony one but they were long it was a long stuff of that game and there was less other stuff that, it's like here's some cinematics and amazing stuff on it, break onto the next it was really jarring having that break in the middle i mean after uh, the last of us part two that was just jarring but that's about it and that's my e3 thoughts um those were the ones I really took away and remembered. It was fun to watch. I like um I watched uh, Jim Sterling's uh, and Comrade Zimmerman's take on uh, the EA one. <laughs> what the hell, EA? And then I watched uh, <coughs> Drop flame, Frames take on the EA one. And then um, Jenna Bain, who's John Total Total Biscuit Bain's uh, wife, who John's passed on. Rest in peace, John. Uh, she did a Snark Tank of. Um, so far, she's done Stark I think, of all of them, but I've only seen um, EA and Devolver Digital, and uh, let me just quickly go on and see. She's only got three or four of them up right now. Okay, so she's got four. So she's got Bethesda, Microsoft, and the uh, Devolver Digital Conference, as well as the EA. So she's got the, all the first four up. I can't wait until she gets the rest of them up. Um that depends if she even covered the ones on Monday. She did the Saturday and Sunday ones, and it's it's fun. You definitely feel <coughs> feel sad that John's not around to be with her doing the Snarkathon, but it's great that Chen is doing it. She <laughs> that's how it is. I think I'm pretty much gonna call this one a night. Uh, yeah, I'll watch some more later. Uh, but so far, besides from ban- the only other thing is besides from Bandai Namco saying. This Friday there will be a new trailer for Ace Combat Seven, and hopefully we get a release date, because that Danish it turns out it was a Danish company that said September twenty first. Like let's hope that that is actually going, because there's words going around that they think it's going to be delayed again, uh, for until early early twenty nineteen. And I don't know if it's actually going to do that well on early twenty nineteen. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I think it would be better to get it out. Ace Combat is not a um, let's just say this. Ace Combat is definitely not a game that's uh, a system seller. It's just not. But <clears throat> it'll be worth playing when it comes out, and hopefully we get it this year. And it's a full game. Like it'll be nice. I want to play it on both the. I uh, will play it on the VR mode with the PlayStation, and I do want to play it on on computer later. But it looks like uh, it looks like it's pretty damn cool. Hopefully we get more soon. All right. Let's uh, draw a sign off from the E3 lettuce wrap.